The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. You did not download the wrong episode of the wrong podcast. This is not History Creeps. This is not That's Odd. This is our new spinoff show. You heard me talk about it before. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez. This is the first episode of How Bizarre, where I am one of your co-hosts, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Aaron Chavez. Hello. Aaron. People <laughs> loved your episode of That's Odd. They were just being nice. <laughs> I don't think they were being nice. They really were entertained by you. They were being nice, and now I'm sucked into this. That's what happened. Yes, I'm doing <laughs> it. She's doing this against her will. I've got her tied to a chair. Um, she's only getting Call fed through help. IV, and she's got <laughs> she's got diapers on. And I am going to try to get as much content out of her as possible over the next few months. Good luck. Uh, we are located in an undisclosed location, so you'll never find Buffalo, us. New York. <laughs> you'll never find the location of this warehouse. So <laughs> this is our new show. This is How Bizarre. So yeah, you and I, we had a good time doing it. And I thought, let's do this. Johnny listened to it and thought like you were, he, he loved it. He thought you sounded great. Um, I'll send you money soon, Johnny. <laughs> and then we did, got the feedback, and I said, "Why don't we do it? Why don't we do it where it's kind of like it's just kind of a rotation? There's history creeps, there's that's odd, then there's how bizarre, and back to history creeps. Um, and that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. How bizarre is gonna try to stay away from too much creepy. We want to really focus on really bizarre stuff. I mean, we might touch on creepy, scary things. It's uh, also similar, anyway. Yeah, we There's might touch be some on overlap. I'm yeah, sure. we might touch on odd stuff the way that's odd touches on creepy things and vice versa uh but mostly we want to focus on bizarre things we're going to follow the same format as that's odd you and i are going to come with a story uh you wanted to one-up me on the first episode (laughs) i knew you'd mention that right away (laughs) and you're coming with more than one story we'll get to that we'll get to that but uh that's the deal right and and we're going to work into this uh maybe where there's you know, current news that's bizarre but not on this first episode we were kind of brainstorming earlier about what we want to do with that um, so keep your ears peeled here in the future. So creepers, sit back, relax, enjoy the first ever episode of History Creeps Presents How Bizarre. So Aaron and I brought stories to the table today. I have one that's a very bizarre story uh, from the 1700s. You brought one from the 1920s. 20s that's and right. more current. That's right. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do it kind of the same way Johnny and I do it. We'll just go yes. chronologically. Okay. Also, mine's kind of gross, so I figure. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the Just warning ahead of time. Get it out of the way, with. There's kind of stomach turning things you're about to hear. 
Uh, so if you're eating, stop eating, or at least stop the show and listen later on after <laughs> you've digested and nothing's going to come up. Well, that bad? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't when know. I read this, why do I want to hear it though? Uh, well, when I read this, I was like, this is fucked up, dude. This is fucking bizarre. Um, Did you say how bizarre? How bizarre. Uh, how bizarre? I'm about to tell how you bizarre? the bizarre pregnancy of Mary Toft. So Mary Toft first caught the eye of the public in 1726 when she was about 25 years old. The daughter of John and Jane Denier, Mary was married to Joshua Toft in 1920. 1920? Yeah. Oh, sorry. 1720. Right? Okay. <laughs> I wrote 1920, but it's actually 1720. <laughs> Uh, Joshua was a journeyman clothier. Do you know what a journeyman means? I do know what it means currently. It's like an electrician in a in a union. I don't think that's what it meant then. Well, okay, so that's kind of a journeyman. So there's different kinds. Of any anything you become an expert in, and that you are like you're considered an expert in that kind of trade. Mm -hmm. uh, and usually it's a trade. You're considered a journeyman. So yes, an electrician works, a mason works, okay. carpenter works, that kind of thing, right? Gotcha. Cloth, cloth, working with cloths and and that kind of thing. Uh, so he was he was a journeyer, a journeyman. Uh, together they had three children. Uh, in 1726, she became pregnant again. Now, as a peasant in the 18th century England, uh, the expectation was that she would still continue to work in the fields. They did not care if you were pregnant uh, back in the day. There was no such thing as maternity. Leave. Right. Okay, you were out in the fields, bent over, picking. You, you had a baby, and you kept working. Cutting wheat. I don't know what she was doing. Tilling. What What do you think she would have been doing in the fields? Picking something, right? Right, like yeah, probably. Harvesting. Right. Um, Depending on the month. Exactly. Uh, this is in, in the fall. So, yes, yeah, harvest. Harvest season, right? Uh, months into her pregnancy, she began to complain of excruciating pain in her abdomen. And in early September, she called for her neighbor, Mary Gill. Within hours, she had, quote, unquote, given birth to several animal parts. Uh, what yeah, the Mostly rabbit fuck? and cat. No. This neighbor showed this to her mother-in-law. So Mary Toff's mother-in-law, not the neighbor's mother-in-law. Okay. She's a midwife. She looks at this and is like, what the fuck? This literally cannot happen. Yeah, you can, you can imagine the horror there, right? <laughs> uh, so she took these deliveries uh, and sent them to a man by the name of John Howard. He was a very well-respected man midwife. That was actually the term, man midwife. You ever heard of that? No. No. He's over. It's it's a code for pervert, I think. <laughs> Back then, I'm a man. So is that what you call every male OBGYN? <laughs> we'll look it's at basically the Doctor Huxtable. Oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah, we're going there. Uh, so he was a man midwife in the time and at that time with over 30 years experience. At first, he thought it was a hoax. He's like, "Yeah, right. This is some bullshit." But he's like, "You know what?" Let me just go check it out. Let me see what the deal is. And so a couple days later, he arrives at Mary's house. Uh, because back in the day, it's not like he jumped on a train. You know what I mean? You're talking 18th right. century. Well, wait. There's definitely no train. Not yet, right? We're no. talking 19th century with when the trains come around. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. steam. The steam we are way the before steam that. Steampunk era. Um, he has to get on a horse and it'll take him a few days. Exactly. So when he gets to the house a couple of days later, Mary's mother-in-law informs him that she had birthed more animal parts the night before. He examined Mary and found that there was nothing abnormal about her 
woman areas. <laughs> okay. Uh, a few days later, so he ends up going home, right? Uh, he's like, yeah, there's nothing going on here. C- give me a break. I can't believe this. He leaves. A few days later, uh, Mary, Mary's mother-in-law contacts him again. Mary dropped more rabbit's feet and cat legs this time. Come on now. John returns to investigate further and decides she's telling the truth. What changed he, his mind? He was there. She was giving birth to pieces of animals, and he literally saw it happen. He wrote letters to some of England's greatest doctors and scientists and even the king's secretary. News spread like wildfires. London, like all the different towns and cities, started to hear of this woman, Mary Toft, right? What the fuck? She's giving birth to animals. Uh, Animal parts, not even... (laughs) That makes it worse, I feel like. So, unfortunately, this isn't video, but when you said that, I gave you a look across the room like, just wait. I'm scared. So... King George I heard of this, and he wanted to know what the fuck was going on. He sent two members of his court to investigate. When they arrived at Mary's home, they were greeted by the news that she was in the middle of delivering her, like, 10th or 12th rabbit. Yes. Rabbit. Not parts. Rabbit. The men were like you. They were stunned. (laughs) This, so, like, cannot happen biologically. They started no examining way. these rabbits, right? They're checking these things out. So they were un- they were dead. They were dead rabbits. They weren't alive. But some of the things they were doing, so at first they would be like, let me check and see if there was any kind of air in the lungs. Because you would take the lungs out of this thing, and what they used to do back in the day is they'd float it on water. And if there was air, it would float, right? If not, the whatever. Um, and it did float slightly, and they were just looking at this stuff, and they were just absolutely f- floored. Um, as she continued in labor, they delivered a few more pieces now. No more rabbits. Now it's just pieces. They sent reports to the king that indeed a human woman was giving birth to animal parts, mostly rabbits. The king had to know what is going on, dude. He gets this news and he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? It's got to be in my court, you know, I have to deal with this shit. Exactly. Right. I, the way I see this being a supervisor of sorts, um, is like, I, if I heard this shit, I'd be like, bro, I don't want to have to deal with this. What the fuck? (laughs) Right. Because the first thing you're going to think is why is someone fucking with me this bad that now I have to step in and be like, you're a fucking asshole liar. What are you doing? Right. (laughs) Right. Just imagine the paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of fucking shit he's got to quill up. You know, a lot of <laughs> signings he's got to do on these official documents. Um, so the king had to know what was happening, so he sent his best surgeon to see what the deal was. The surgeon arrives, uh, you know, days later, and after arriving and witnessing a birth himself, he examined the rabbits and announced that Mary was indeed telling the truth she how? was giving birth how does this to happen? rabbits explain to me scientifically how this happens the king couldn't believe it himself he's just like you he's like this makes no me. sense back in back in even the 18 or 1700s days he's saying explain to me in our science right. what this means right so he has mary brought to him like brought to london and brought to the or wherever yet uh, you know, she's taken from her town and brought here now. Now she's placed under observation. 
why, under this guy's one of his the king's peoples of the court, right? And while under observation, she goes into labor many times. How many? How long is this going to last? But to no avail, no deliveries. Hmm. In December, a man by the name of Thomas Onslow, the second baron, uh, baron of Onslow, decides he wants to start his own investigation because he heard a rumor and then checked into it questioned enough people and found out that Mary's husband, Joshua, had been buying large numbers of young rabbits in the markets. The same day he's checking into this information, a man approaches him, claiming that he was paid by Mary's sister-in-law to sneak the animals into Mary's chamber. Mary and her sister-in-law were arrested. Mary was interrogated and continued to claim that it was not a hoax. It wasn't until she was threatened with a painful operation to prove that she was lying that she admitted, yes, okay, we're faking it. Why? Here's what really happened. Okay, good. So she really did get pregnant that that time in 1726. She got pregnant again and was working in the fields. And because of working in the fields and the pains she was feeling, she had a miscarriage. She, you know... Unfortunately, I don't want to, you know, bring trigger or anything, but for people who have experienced that, it's not a good thing and it's kind of disgusting. But does it make her like snap dramatically? I don't know if that's the case, but her and an accomplice who never was named because she named so many people. First, it was her mother-in-law. Then it was her sister-in-law. Then it was a stranger, a gypsy that she met on the road one time who 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 convinced her that while your cervix is still flexible. You can do this stuff and then make money, charge people to see tickets or become famous. So they helped her insert animal parts first in which they did this. The notary, they did it for notoriety, fame and money. They were peasants. She was doing what she could to try to do that. Right. Exactly. Disgusting. She ended up getting, you know, they ended up imprisoning her. They put her away for a couple of months, but then that was about it. They ended up dismissing the case because what are you doing? You lied about fucking sending out animals like right. you didn't you didn't dupe anyone out of money yet you didn't get to that point yet you just were lying and unfortunately you were caught way before it got to the point where people would come and want to see you or see what was happening um but yeah that was the deal she was literally doing that and then expelling it so that she could make money uh she ended up going you know being released she lived in obscurity for a while until she kind of so she disgusting. shows up she shows up again in documents in uh, about April 1740 where she was uh, arrested for receiving stolen goods. She spent some months in jail and then she was released again. Uh, and then there's the next time you see any kind of documentation, she's in newspapers for the obituary in 1763 is when she died. Wow. But that is the bizarre, quote-unquote, pregnancy of Mary Toft. Oh, you said quote-unquote. <laughs> Well, because I can't do air I know, quotes, I know. and it's not real pregnancy. I know, I got so. it. <laughs> there you go. Top that one for the first episode. Wow. <laughs> That's what are your thoughts on that? Disgusting. Especially as a woman. So as a woman, like... What do you can you blame her? Would you look at her and say, "Okay, I can't blame you because you're poor. You're trying to make money," or are you just like, "What the fuck, dude? You want to make money? Just go fucking suck someone off behind a building." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I have. go like in the 18 and 1700s, they still had prostitution. Of course they they did. still had that shit. The like profession. if you really wanted that money, like come on. 
You didn't have a talent, bro? You couldn't teach people to paint or do paintings or some shit? Well, I think probably the miscarriage maybe caused some kind of trauma. Maybe. Especially like if it was in the fields while she's working. And she's complaining, saying, I I need to be home. And so there's this desperation in her, right? Yeah. Damn. I don't know. I feel kind of sad for her, actually. Right. I mean, I have no idea what it was like being a woman in the 1700s, so I can't really say if this was just like normal you need to make some money you do what you gotta do but rabbit beat up your you know whatever <laughs> or if this is like hey well you it sounds just like the husband's all into it too if he was buying, buying rabbits yeah what the fuck here? they were all i think they were all influencing her too the gypsy the mother-in-law the sister-in-law whoever actually was and she already had snapped from yeah that yeah she's already in the uh, state poor mary toft Born to Mary Toft. I think I'm going to call this episode Poor Mary Toft. <laughs> I was going to call it the bizarres, the whatever, but like Poor Mary Toft, right? Poor Mary Toft. Good Lord. That's bizarre. Yeah. How very bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> How bizarre? How bizarre. Well, mine's not disgusting, yeah. at least. No, I want to hear yours, though. Yours is going to be bizarre, obviously, right? Obviously. Sweet. So as soon as we talked about doing this show and I thought about something bizarre. Yeah. And you know that I am a mental health counselor. Yep. Oh. So the psychiatric diagnosis that I've always been fascinated with. I know with what this is now. I'm in. I love this. Me disassociative too. Disassociative fugue. Yes. Extremely rare, but so fascinating. So in disassociative fugue, it's when someone has like a psychological amnesia. Yeah. There's no medical cause for it, but they don't remember their identity, who they are, where they're from, like anything. Like explain it as an example. Like say I, I wake up, I'm examples. me, I go to work. Right. I come home. We do our thing. I go to bed. Say I wake up the next day and I experience this. What happens to me? What's going on? For people that don't understand what well, disassociative so fugue means. So the fugue part is means like it's literal translation is like flights or flights of fancy. I saw it written as to. Okay. So you leave. Like this is often what happens. So I'll use, use the quote unquote thing. For okay. You. So what happens is you will wake up, quote unquote, somewhere and you have no idea who you are. How you got there or anything about yourself, you're just somewhere. And often because it's flight, it's somewhere far away from your home. Not necessarily far, but away from your home. Okay. And um, so often this will happen after some kind of traumatic event. Like a lot of examples I saw was like a new mother with a infant. And then maybe she already has two kids under the age of five and her husband just lost his job. So that would be an example of like, all of a sudden she wakes up and she's somewhere else. And usually these only last hours or days. So I think a lot of them probably aren't even necessarily counted in the statistics. Wait a second. Hours or days? Yeah. that's Because the only time I ever heard about this was because of Those are the fascinating ones. Yes. This is why. It's because it's been like years or months. Right. And I think a lot of times that doesn't happen anymore because they have their ID with them. Like most people have their ID. Uh, So you're found somewhere and you end up in the hospital or going to the police because I don't know who I am and then they see your ID and they contact next of kin and and your husband or wife comes to and, take care of and you. they take care of you and then your memories come back. So I don't know how much people get actually treated for this. I also found that it it's often people who have one will have reoccurring. It will happen a few times in their oh. life. Not only ID though, but like stuff like cell phones something nowadays. Now, There's yes, something yeah. that's very telling of who you are right. with pictures and, and photos. Right. So it's and, easy to contact someone and then 
And then when you're with the person <laughs> who you know, and yeah. they're like, hey, your name is Chris Chavez, then does it start I, they to jog a memory? It can start jogging memories. And yeah. then your, does your, your memory. So you said this comes back. So I'm assuming you, you recover from it. You recover your memories and things. You start to live a normal life again. Mo- but then I'd it say hits most times it can hit you again. Oh, and it's God. people Let's who are get easily, this story, easily hypno- hypno- hypnotized. Yes often have more fugues okay isn't that interesting let's do this so all the disassociative things are interesting to me most people probably know the disassociative identity disorder which is multiple personality disorder because that ends up a lot more in like pop culture but this i think should be like a movie or something because this is fascinating have they not had anything that's kind of like where where this was a story or was a book you read um i think i've read some books but i don't think i've ever seen a movie about it there you go, you film writers out there. You oh. creepers that are writing films and you want to do a good story. This is what you, this, this is topic. It. This is your topic right here. Let's hear it. I want to hear the other this, thing about this, this is shit. that because it's often when someone's going through a lot of responsibility, like a lot of things are crashing down on them, that people, a lot of, not a lot, I don't know how many people, but some people think they're malingering, they're faking. Because it can kind of seem like that. All of a sudden, you wake up and you're like, I don't know who I am. And really, you have all this unpaid like, debt. It's only at because home. you don't want to deal with exactly, shit. or you're being charged with murder at home or uh, something. Okay, okay. So, it's hard to prove, then, huh? It's it is very hard to prove. Okay, like multiple personality disorders. A lot of people don't believe in that either. You're just good actors. That's what people think. But geez, seeing some people like that, I don't believe that. First time I ever came across that. Uh, diagnosis or th- the idea of that was the movie Primal Sybil? Fear. Oh, Primal Fear. Yeah, with uh, Richard Gere and Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. And Edward Norton plays the the guy that's arrested, and he's got that. And that was when I first saw Edward Norton as an amazing fucking actor because he was acting like this scared whatever guy. And then you would see this like complete switch, and his whole face changes, his whole demeanor changes, everything right. changes about him. And then he's somebody else. And I was just like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? first time i ever heard of that interesting yeah mm-hmm. i want to hear this let's go okay so because in my research for this i wanted to find an interesting story i ended up finding two interesting stories so i'm <laughs> sorry for outdoing you one's kind of oh, quicker yeah. but i'm sure these are fascinating it's cool i want to hear it now okay so the first um you're familiar with agatha christie yes the writer she's a mystery writer yes she was a mystery writer C- crime mystery yeah. At first, I was going to say romance, but she's not no, one of those. No, she was crime mystery. Though her name sounds like one of those. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess so. But no, but it's she's a mystery. crime and mystery. Yes. Okay. So, on December 3rd, 1926, she disappeared. Agatha Christie disappeared? Yes, she did. Wait, no, the, the, the writer? writer yes. Not in, a character. England, no. Not a story. No, her, herself. Okay, start this again. <laughs> what year happened? This was in December 3rd, 1926. Oh, she's so, old. Yeah, she's dead now. I thought she was in the 70s. No, no. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So her mother had recently died a few months before, who she was very close to. Okay. And her husband was having a very public affair <sighs> with a oh, woman God. named Nancy Neal. So on this night, December 3rd, her husband had gone to meet his mistress that night. Gone somewhere in Surrey or someplace in England to be reunited was the way oh, it was phrased. And I could just see Agatha at home pounding drinks, pissed off, smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Like he's watching bitch again. I can see it. So when she prior Sorry. to her leaving her home, though, that's okay. She wrote several confusing notes to her husband. So one, she just said she's going on holiday in Yorkshire, and then the other one was something about like that she feared for her life. So, you know, nobody really knows what's going on. Ooh, like a mental break for real. So the next morning, her abandoned car was discovered with her headlights on and her car hood up, 
close to a lake where one of her characters in a book had drowned. Oh, she's one of these. She's like a Stephen King where yeah, she uses kinda. where she, you know, locations uh, yeah, yeah. and places around her. Okay. It sounded like that. Yeah. Interesting. So inside the car is her fur coat, her suitcase fully packed, her, her driver's license. So obviously everyone's suspecting the worst. So the lake is like searched. Yeah. They drag it. Yes. And in fact, it is the first time in England that they used aeroplanes for a uh, missing person search. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. So they looked all over for it. Well, it's it. Agatha Christie, dude. If it was just some peasant, they would not have done it. If this was Mary Toft, and yeah, she was well, around obviously. this time, though, but around this time, <laughs> she just was a like nobody. 200 years earlier. But if it was around this time, <laughs> like she was a nobody, a, pe- a poor person. Yeah, well, no, obviously not. It was they're Agatha. not bringing in the aeroplanes. Yeah, no. And her husband's name was Archibald Christie, which makes me think he's someone. Archibald. Yeah, which makes me think he's someone. I like to say Archibald. <laughs> so they discovered that Agatha had checked into a hospital, like a retreat kind of spa, hospital spa, Wait. under the name of Teresa Neal. So they found her. Okay, so they found her. Well, no, here's the, yeah. But let me tell you, she would not admit to it being her. Like some of the other residents, like, this kind of looks like Agatha Christie. But she kept saying that she was a bereaved mother from Cape Town. So they're all like, hmm, we don't know. Is this Agatha Christie or not? And the name that she checked in was Teresa Neal. Remember, his mistress' name is Nancy Neal. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So it took a few days, December 14th. So it was 11 days later until they could get her husband in there to fully say, no, that's Agatha. And when she saw him, the thing she said is, fancy, my brother's just arrived. That's her exact word. That is weird. Yes. Okay. She never discussed this again. She excluded this from her biography. This was never mentioned again. I was going to say, I've never heard about this. I mean, I know who she is. I know about her books. I've never read them. But I, I mean, enough that in pop culture reference, I know who this woman is. Yes. No, she never talked about this again. Wow. And the doctors did diagnose it with disassociative fugue. But a lot of the, like, the press and other people at the time thought maybe it was a revenge thing or maybe it was a publicity stunt. But she never uh, mentioned it again, which definitely leads credence to the it being a disassociative view. Yeah, it sounds like she was embarrassed and did not want to talk about yeah. that. And then probably didn't remember a lot of things. So she was just like, I can't deal with this. I right? don't want Isn't to. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. When was this? Before she was... Oh, no, she they already knew. She We knew who she was, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Then I guess she continued writing because then she wrote her memoirs and stuff after that. But the, she did like Emma's for murders. Is that no, her? No, no, no. That's way more recent. Oh, that's Sue Grafton, I think. Somebody Grafton. Didn't she do something with that murder or something? In the I can't remember, dude. Yeah, I don't know what her book names are. But I've yeah, never read her. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is very crazy. So that's why I had to include her story. But it was only in. a few days. How many days was she acting like this? Well, it was December third when she went missing, and it was December fourteenth when her husband came and said, so "Hey, about that's her." But days. all those days, she was still convinced that she was Teresa Neal. Right. Imagine where she went from her car all the way to that hospital. How, who who put her in the hospital, by the way? It was like a hospital spa back then, so she could check herself in. And she checked she, herself in. Yes, and that's when she said she was a bereaved mother from Cape Town. And Did she walk there? Because she left her car. Did somebody pick her up and give her a ride? What was her story? Nobody she knows. She's never talked about it. She's never talked about it again, so... Nobody knows the story. And all the people in the spa are just like... I Some know of her. them were like, I think They're that's... Like, she's on She's on holiday. She's but just she kept saying no. Nope. And she was like trying to be like a celebrity that has the, the pseudonym at the front desk. I don't think so. She's I think just this like, was no, a I'm just John Doe. <laughs> I don't think so, but... That's crazy, It's a mystery. Because, again, because she didn't say anything. Or is it because that's what she wanted to do 
And then it got too much attention that she got embarrassed and had to play along and then didn't mention it again. I don't know. I don't know. But why wouldn't even when staff approached her like, hey, your husband's missing. Like, why leave the car there? Like, none of that makes sense. If she was really trying to check check into a student. Just think about that, though. Think about the fact that, you know, she could have been at her last. Like, so, you know, her husband's literally cheating on her in her face and she knows and whatever she was going on holiday, she was driving away, and then her car breaks down. It's like one of those last thing things, and she's like, "You know what? Fuck this!" She snaps. It starts to hitch a ride, and originally, the, she's like, "The first guy I pick up, I'm gonna do whatever with." I, <laughs> but it's not I think a guy. You're but hold here. on, it's not a guy. It's a lady, and they start talking, and she starts acting like she's a bereaved. How many mother. cars do you think are out there in 1926 in England did, countryside? Okay, it's a it's a dude on a, or a woman on a horseback or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. What is it? Like, how did she get there? I I have no idea. Train. I don't know how far away it was. What the fuck, bro? I know. I don't know. I feel like it could be one of the two that All she right, really you're... experienced something, or it was kind of like I, I'm tired of shit. I need a break. People wouldn't listen to her. But while why she would was she say there. that when he comes in? Fancy, my brother's just arrived. She's playing along, like she's just acting like this. But how would she even know that's a diagnosis back then? No, she didn't. Wasn't saying it was diagnosis. She was acting like somebody else. I don't know. She didn't want them to know she really was Agatha Christie. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't believe that. All right, I want to hear this last story. What is this? All right, so this one's really crazy okay. and a lot more in depth. What year is this? This is uh, 2004. It started. Oh, shit. It started 2004. We went from the 1920s to 2004. Yes, exactly. That's quite a jump. All right. So, so this- now we do have cars. We have cell phones. We, we have, have ID. Yes. We have all kinds of things. Yes. And this is still crazy. This is insane. So oh, this man, man, this white man was found unconscious behind a dumpster in a Burger King parking lot in Georgia. He was naked. He was sunburnt. He had three depressions in his skull and red ant bites. What the fuck does depressions in his skull mean? Like his skull had gotten, you know, kicked in oh, or something. There's okay. Or and, something. Hold on. And then they focused on ant bites? Yes. Like there's all this other... He's Sunburnt. naked and all this other things. And they're like, oh, by the way, he's got some ant bites <laughs> on his ankles. And he has no possessions. So well, obviously he's naked. So they take him to the hospital and they call him Burger King Doe because they don't know his oh, name. Oh, God. That is the worst. Yes. Is that the worst restaurant to be affiliated with as a Doe, as a John Doe? Or would it be like Arby's Doe is the worst? Uh, yeah, it could get worse than Burger King. Burger King's very low, but Hardy's, it could get worse. Hardy's, Hardy's Doe? I think Arby's might be because everyone would be like, we got the meat. How about Long John Silver Doe? <laughs> oh, you could do a lot with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell Doe. <laughs> We're doing this one. That's going to be a shirt. Yo quiero Taco Bell Doe. Yeah. So it took, like it was two weeks later, he was transferred to another hospital, and he was semi-conscious at this point. So he thought his name was maybe Benjamin, and then he randomly picked the last name Kyle. Well, so he became known. Dude, he got kicked in the head. Okay, he became known as Benjamin Kyle. Benjamin Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Benji Kyle. Benji Kyle. B Kyle. Hmm. He thought he might have come from Florida and that he was traveling up like I-95 because of Hurricane Charlie. This was around Hurricane Charlie time. Oh, oh, maybe he got hit by like debris in the head. But he wasn't sure. Okay. So because when you're someone with no ID and no social security number, therefore you have like no health insurance, no income, 
People don't really care too much about finding out your identity. They kind of just let you go after you're medically cleared. Nobody really. I mean, it wasn't until three years. They're like, I don't give a shit that you don't know who you are. Right. Everything's good. He's healthy. He's good. You paid. Peace out. He didn't pay, but peace out. So it wasn't until like three years later when the cops even looked into it. But they looked into it to see that there was no stolen cars in the area and no restaurant or. (laughs) Hang on. I'm sorry, but you got to hang on for a second. (laughs) <laughs> so he was in a hospital. Yes. They let him go because he was medically cleared to leave. Yes. He still thought he was Benjamin Kyle. Well, he didn't think. He just made up that name. Yeah, he just went with name. He has so no memories but, of who he but is. But here's the thing. They don't know, know any different either. They no, just they don't know who he is. Name. No, they know he doesn't know who he is. Like, he doesn't know who he is. Okay. So they let him go. They let him go. Where did he go? He ended up living at mostly homeless shelters for the remainder of the time that I'm going to talk about because you can't get a job without a social security number. You can't get government benefits. So he lives like this for three years. It's what makes police want to look into this? His friend finally. Well, this is all the things that happened that people started paying attention to him was because friends and lawmakers got involved, mostly like state congressmen. So friends knew who he was and they're like, you're not Benjamin. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is like new friends he made. Like when he went to the shelter, he made a friend. And And they were like, oh, there's something wrong with this dude. He's like totally out of it. Why are they surfers in Georgia? Well, the one guy is. He's he's, he's, he's traveling through. So I think someone like just stood up for him and like contacted the cops and be like, hey, can you open an investigation into this? Like, please. So what they looked, they did like a cursory investigation. There was no stolen cars, no restaurants, or uh, hotel managers recognized his face. Of course, this is three years later, so who knows? I found that to be an odd little side note that mm-hmm. three years later, that then they looked into it. But that doesn't really mean too much. Like I said, he lived in shelters. He only got help when lawmakers got involved because like to get your DNA tested costs thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars. So that wasn't until... Nowadays, like, it's like you just join the... What is it? Like... 23 ancestry and me. or yeah. 23 and me it's still dollars and it's, it happens but to get it actually they wanted to send to the fbi yeah, database yeah, like the legit shit yeah so that didn't take until 2011 i think that happened when lawmakers got involved to send his dna off there holy so, shit 2011 yeah and he, he still thinks know. he's benjamin kyle he doesn't yeah he's going by benjamin kyle he knows that's not who he is but Okay. At some point, he moved to some place in Florida. I think that's where he spent most of his time. He was in Georgia for a while, and then he moved to Florida where he thought he came from. Like, I don't know, Fort Lauderdale or somewhere. Daytona uh-huh. Beach. I don't know. Somewhere on the East Dude, coast. if you'd have said Pinellas Park, I'd have been like, what, what? No. So, I know a guy named Ben Kyle. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go on. So it took a while, but then, and even when the DNA went to the FBA database, nothing happened for a long time. It wasn't until 2015 that they had like forensic genealogists working on it, that they were finally able to figure out who he was. And really? Yes. Dude, it, if you tell me he's like the heir to no, Nike like or some shit. Oh, okay. He was still white trash. <laughs> oh God. He was like a, a three name. No, that's not. A nice it was thing. a three name. <laughs> don't say that. It's but I don't nice remember. I didn't write down his real name, but the weird thing that I saw is like in February, 2015, one of the genealogists, genealogists came out and said that, he stopped talking to her when she started saying that she found some of his relatives. But then it was only like a few months later, I think in November, that he announced that he found a match. He found out who he was. So this is what happened. He's from oh, Indiana. Okay. okay. His family stated that he had cut ties and left all his possessions, including his trailer where he lived at and his car in 1976. Holy shit. Way back then. 
Okay, so that's when so, he decided he was done. Well, they filed a missing person report, and they found he was living in Boulder, Colorado. And that's where their involvement ended. A reporter who was interested in this case when this when 2015 was able to use his social security number and find some of his jobs and stuff where he worked at until 1983. After 1983 to 2004, there was no more information about him. Nothing. He started to come back having some memories. Like he had a lot of memories about Boulder. Yeah. And some memories about Indiana. He remembers nothing from 1983 on. Nothing still to this what day. What was significant about that year? There's no we can't no traumatic events that he can remember. Uh, so obviously we have no idea how the three depressions and a skull got there. He doesn't remember things from 1983 on. Weird. So he lived all that time without us like using a social security number. Um, let's see. Nothing. Here's a few that things year, really. that happened in 1983. There was the Hurricane Alicia. And that would hits Texas coast, killing 21 people. Okay, but he's in Boulder at this time. United States invades Grenada. Grenada. I don't think any of this. Uh, the Mario Brothers game debuts. <laughs> you think? Maybe like he got obsessed <laughs> and he was at an arcade playing nonstop. And there was this kid that's just like, dude, let me play. And he's just like, get off my ass, kid. I want to play this game. I'm going to get high score. And then all these kids came and kicked his ass. And, you know, he just went crazy then. Like, he, you know what I mean? I don't think so. No? Well, all right. Uh, Fraggle Rock debuts on HBO. That was an HBO show? No, I'm just saying it debuted on HBO, bro. <laughs> Um, let's see. Which what makes else? It sound like it the was Atari an HBO show. The Atari fifty two hundred came out. Maybe he was like at a Black Friday sale and got his ass kicked trying to get one of those. And no? that made him go into a fugue for twenty one years. From eighty three to yeah. Civil war broke out in Zimbabwe. Maybe he was very tied to that place tied emotionally. To Zimbabwe. Uh was he in New York? Because apparently a five point two earthquake hit central New York in that year. No. Nothing happened then, huh? He was in Colorado. But it's interesting because remember how I told you how fugues can happen? Yeah. It sounds like that's what happened in 1976 when he just abandoned all his possessions and left. Something happened though, right? Like what was it that made him do that? What happened in 76 that his parents and family did not say? All right, now I got to look and see what happened in 1976. The bicentennial? (laughs) He was really traumatized by that? Yeah. That's interesting. Right. It's... um. It's hard though because I gotta I know, tell you, you're it's very hard skeptical. as a being a skeptical person, just being like you're dude, not you're skeptical. Just, you believe in everything, ghosts, you're just aliens. Faking I'm it. skeptical. You're faking it. That would no. be quite a fake. Um, in 1976, the film Rocky was released, so that's exactly what happened, dude. He thought I'm gonna be the next boxer. Got his ass whooped in the ring. He didn't know who he was. Cut ties with his family. Took off. Naked cross-country trip for however many years till they what found him. Was he him. Forrest Gump? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying it was. All right. Um, is he he's still alive today? Like, what's the yeah. follow-up on that? Yeah. Well, he's just still living in Florida, I think. and That's all. Hmm. 
I find that interesting. I think I did see that some it student, is bizarre, though. some student filmmaker, did make a documentary about it. I'd like to see it, but there's not been much else. Oh, let's look for and it. And he YouTube. was on like Dr. Phil, I think, when he was still like in 2007. Like, help me figure out who I am. There was a lot of publicity. You could probably and, find this shit on YouTube then. Benjamin yeah. Kyle, right? That's Benjamin the student Kyle. Name. I'm trying. I didn't write down what his real name was. I bet it, you, if you look up, it Benjamin wasn't Benjamin Kyle. or Kyle. His pseudonym had n- none of that in there. He was wrong. Oh. His, his real name? His real name, yeah. Oh, no, no. I thought you meant his pseudonym. So, but his pseudonym was Benjamin Kyle. Yes, Benjamin with two A's. He said that as soon as he woke up in the hospital, his name was Benjamin with two A's. Benjamin. Like, uh, uh, Benjamin. 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 Oh, man. Benjamin. Man? Not men. Man. Yeah, man. Benjamin. Benjamin. Kyle. Obviously, that wasn't right. His name was like Thomas or something stupid. But <laughs> Great. Creeper Thomas is out there like, what the fuck, dude? My name's not stupid. Um, That's bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. So bizarre. Um, there you go, creepers. Hope you enjoyed that episode. The first episode of How Bizarre. Uh, these were two very bizarre stories. Three, really? I Well, well <laughs> two very bizarre topics. Let's yes, put it that I way. Um, yeah, when I saw mine, I almost threw up a few times while I read it and ended research for it. Uh, but yours, I've always been fascinated with. But I'm also fascinated with the disassociative disorder. I, I, or all of the disorders, disorder. yeah, all of them in that in that class. Disassociative. It's so They're fascinating because I love the brain anyway and how it works. So Me whenever too. I start to just, these things happen, I'm like, what is it? What is it about the brain or what is, that we can't figure out? Like the things that aren't tangible or organic, right? What happens? Why does this happen? Um, Our brain anyway, protects ourselves. And that's, that's not why. this. <laughs> That's not this podcast. This was How Bizarre. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Once again, as we leave the clubhouse, please make sure to shut off the lights. Which Chris never does, and I always have to shut them off later in the night. Lock the windows. Close the door behind you. You do that one. As always, when life says that's bizarre, you say... How bizarre.